Sainz spins Fernando Alonso around. The two Spanish drivers making contact. Oh, there are what is this about? That's a shambles. This is a that shambles. Is a... Absolute <laughs> shambles. We can see it coming. Alpine can see it coming. What is going on? Lando Norris leads the British Grand Prix. Strong Max Verstappen and Oscar Piastri. You can hear the roar. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Not On This Occasion. It's the Singapore Grand Prix. The grandest Prix of them all. Woo! Yeah! And for very good reason. You guys know what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't think it would happen. I legitimately did not think it would happen ever. Mm-hmm. Red Bull have lost. <gasps> their, their voyage... To sweep the season, win all races is over. It's done. They've set the records, but the record book is closed for now because Red Bull lost. And Carlos Sainz and Ferrari have won, which is very shocking that it's Ferrari of all teams. Yeah, but not have to guess. But we'll all we'll go into that. As always, I'm joined by Delaney, the wonderful Delaney. Hello, cool Delaney, rad Delaney. Here I am. It's Delaney. It's Delaney. I have bronchitis. No. <laughs> I, Could got you, bronchitis. I got bronchitis. You imagine I come out here, it's like, sorry the episode's late, guys. I I just had pneumonia for the whole week. <laughs> no. Just have a cold. <clears throat> so here's sniffles. I'm not crying. I'm not crying over Red Bull's loss, because I would never cry about that. And as always, the voice behind the microphone, the leader of the pack, the Max Verstappen of our hearts, it's Noel. Thank you, Delaney. You're welcome. <laughs> Now, we're recording this episode a little bit later than usual. Mm-hmm. Had this episode recorded right after Singapore, like we usually do it, then we would have just jumped right into Red Bull losing. Because yep. that's, that's a huge deal. We've been waiting for this for a long ass time. It's the beginning of the season, y'all. So that's what we were going to do. Mm-hmm. But it's been a couple days and something has happened that I really would like to talk about because it relates to someone we've talked to a lot on this podcast, mm-hmm. Danica Patrick. Boo. And so for this week in racing. Can we boo her? Boo. Yeah, you can boo her. I think you'll probably boo her a little bit more, honestly, okay. in a second here. Uh, and so we're going to talk about Red Bull, Ferrari, Singapore in just a little bit here. Um, but I wanted to talk about this because we've talked about Danica Patrick a lot. I'm sure you guys have probably heard the previous episodes where we've talked about her, but just in case you haven't, we've talked about Danica Patrick, her interviews that she does after qualifying and after the race. I don't particularly care for them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's dumb or anything. I just think it's not great for the setting that she's in. I don't care for her that much as a Sky Sports commentator. Yeah. And obviously we talked about her in the Women in Motorsports episode because she said, I think what she said was dumb. Yeah. But I also think it like it's like in a direction that's like half true. It's just like her upbringing and her mm-hmm. bias to a certain extent kind of made it not right and doesn't acknowledge any of the the future things or um, the present things that are going on. Yeah. For women in Formula 1 or just in motorsports in general, I should say. Uh, after like right after we recorded that episode, she went on the Sky Sports podcast and said like, women need to be competing with male drivers in order to get up there, which okay. I think is true. Yeah, but it's like that's you know you have to get them there first, right? And that's what the developments that's are. The whole point, yeah. you know. But that's not what we're talking about today. No, 
that's not where Danica Patrick's drama stem, stems from. It isn't even Formula One related. I just wanted to talk about it because we talked about Danica Patrick. That's why it's this week in racing. Yep. Because it's more NASCAR related. Oh, okay. So in order for me to tell you guys this, though, I have to tell you a separate story. So there's this NASCAR driver, Martin Truex Jr. He's won a bunch of races. He's the 2017 NASCAR Martin Truex? Martin, Martin Truex Jr. So it's T-R-U-E-X. Truex. Okay. That's his name. We'll add that to the list of all the weird names that I've heard from NASCAR. <laughs> He's 20, 2017 champion. He's good. Relatively decent story. If we had a NASCAR podcast, we'd talk about him a lot. Sure. He, in 2005, he met a woman named Sherry Pollux, I think is how you pronounce her name. Okay. It's P-O-L-L-E-X, I think. Pollux? Pollux? Sure. Somewhat normal name. They I'll met in it. 2005, and they were together. They were not married, but they were, like, together. Right. Uh, up until like recently. Oh, wow. In 2014, she was diagnosed with stage three ovarian cancer. Oh. It was like this huge like story. That sucks. And then they were still together. And then Martin Truex Jr. goes on and wins this championship. Huge deal. She was super like open about that. And she would show up to the races like she had to wear a wig, but she'd show up without it. Like this huge. Yeah. Good story. Kind of wholesome. Yeah. Not kind of. Huge good story. Yeah. But they separated at the beginning of the year. Oh. And last Sunday, maybe the day of the Singapore Grand Prix. Okay. She she beat the cancer in the past, but she passed away oh. from the ovarian cancer. Oh, that's so sad. And so they were still friends after they separated. Yeah. Like I specifically I mean, if you've been like with somebody looked, since 2005 to like yeah. now. That's a that's that's longer that's than his NASCAR years. career. That's almost twenty years. Yeah. Yeah, math. Anyways, <laughs> but still, yeah. I mean, if you know somebody for almost twenty years, even if you're with them or not, if they pass yeah. away, it's like yeah. So they sad. were. I I made sure to like find somewhere that said that because I wasn't sure. I like wanted to right, get sure. that context. Yeah, yeah. And like a bunch of people posted stuff on Sunday, and you know, yeah, all that stuff. And Martin Truex's Instagram account posted this from the minute of her diagnosis. Sherry was determined to not only fight ovarian cancer with everything she had, but also make a difference in the lives of others battling this terrible disease. Sherry's passion for making a difference in the lives of others was inspiring to everyone. Through her tireless charity work for so many years, her legacy will live well beyond our lifetime and continue to help countless families who are battling ovarian and childhood cancer. I would like to extend my deepest condolences to her entire family who have shown incredible strength and resilience throughout her battle. Hell yeah. Very respectful. So I think that's probably like a PR like thing. Sure. I'm sure he thought some of that, but I'm sure they were like, yo, you got to make a statement. We talk a lot. We've talked, I think with the pit stop boys, like we talked mm -hmm. about PR, like, and how sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Yeah. I think, um, if somebody that you've known or you've been with for almost 20 years dies, mm -hmm. I I wouldn't expect someone to just be able to make a statement, like make a post on Instagram without a PR, like something like I can't imagine you. I feel like you would be going through kind of the motions of that. Yeah. And I don't expect a huge thing personally from him mm -hmm. on the day that it happens. Right. 
Danica Patrick does not think that. Oh, no. And she posted this on Instagram. Oh, no. She said. She's like shoving her nose. And it's like, that, it that's, this is her story. Like, this is Martin Truex's <gasps> statement. And she like screenshot it and then reposted and it. And then it's like, got a whole text here. Oh, my God. I avoid negativity on social media at almost all costs. Almost. But this is the most insensitive, disconnected statement from a guy that I never liked. And obviously for good reason. I don't care what happened between them, but this is as cold as it gets. A PR rep wrote this guaranteed. You're free from this now, Sherry. Holy shit. And people popped off and Danica Patrick, at least for now, she's cut from Sky Sports. But I think that's just so... That's so... Wow. (laughs) That's so rude. You do not know how that man is grieving. Like people grieve differently than everybody else. Maybe, yeah, maybe a PR rep did write that because he was in such grief. He couldn't write it himself, but he ha- he wanted to make a statement the day of because he probably knew the perception of everybody. If he didn't make a statement the day of, people would be like, whoa, like he's just completely ignoring this. You don't know his life. Yeah. Also, I don't like the subtle jab of like a man I never liked. Yeah, yeah, that's like, what a that's lot of people like, are. That's like, what the fuck, dude? Like- <laughs> Yeah, it's not his, you know, significant other, wife, girlfriend, whatever anymore, but still somebody he cared about very deeply, somebody who has been in the, in the, in their spheres for like, you know, years, almost 20 years, as we said. Yeah. Wow. And that's just like, uh, I just like, I, I so glad that like, I, I hate, like, I'm so glad they're canceling this. Bitch. Yeah. Like, I'm so no, like, it's my time to it's shine. Like, I, I just like before it's like, uh, here's the thing i always knew danica patrick was fucking crazy yeah she's got a podcast where she brings on people who are like is global warming real like oh is she's God. got like people who are like is there is there microchips in the vaccine like yeah, she yeah. does that shit the and i'm like yeah. you know i'm not gonna get into like all that shit because because right. whatever like i this, this is, is a n- formula one this podcast. is not a vaccine <laughs> podcast okay right. but like I didn't want to bring that up when we talked about the woman thing because I didn't want to be like, Danic Patrick's dumb because of all this. Like, I wanted to be like, Danic Patrick is dumb because she said this particular yeah. stuff. I don't want that to derail the conversation. But, like, she's dumb, okay? She doesn't yeah. fucking know anything. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't give a fuck about your... Like, I even said how great your IndyCar career was. Like, shut the fuck... Like, like, she's only fucking relevant today because she is still the spokesperson for women in motorsports that's why the fuck she's on sky sports she's the most popular woman in america racing wise yes no one knows anyone else yet and so that's why they have her there because this formula one shit is going big in america right and so it's she was still popular in nascar even though she sucked yeah i just think we need to be done with danica patrick i think i think she's too crazy to be in the fucking role. Like, I think she makes everybody look bad. Like everybody looks bad in this situation. Yep. So please let's stop bringing Danica Patrick along for the ride. She's last year's last generations. Yeah. She's stale woman in motorsport. She's very stale. So please fucking get rid of her. She is. She is that condiment in your fridge (laughs) that, you know, you've had since the Vietnam war. (laughs) No, that is a, it's just like, (laughs) I, Even if you hate him, like, can you just hate him in hate private? Him private. Like like a, that sounds like a message that you would like send to your friends, your close group of friends that you've asked if they <laughs> would do this. 
Like this. Wow. That. Wow. That's so. I, I have, I'm speechless right now because it's just like, wow. Like I can't even imagine being in his shoes, going through something like that. And then seeing that I'm just, I hope the general consensus was like, fuck you, Danica. Oh yeah. Okay. Go yeah. I, I, did I, she take it down? Did she apologize? I, I don't know. Cause I, cause I got that screenshot from like Twitter. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I don't really know what she did. Maybe of she course did. It's an Instagram story. So she like, yeah. like disappears. But so, Maybe she did. I, I feel like probably not because she'd be like, oh, it's my opinion. You guys are trying to silence me. I thought this was free speech. Like, I, I just feel <laughs> yeah. like that's probably the way it would go. But um, looking it up. But yeah, it's just like, let's just be done here with Danica Patrick. I just want to see if she apologized. But like everybody's covering her being fired. So that's the thing that I. Wow. I think is the most important because I don't think. I don't know what else Danica Patrick did besides do Sky Sports. Like, I, yeah. I don't know what she's up to these days. Right. So. Besides her weird podcast. Besides whatever the fuck she's talking about. Aliens coming to abduct us and yep. some shit like that. Right. Uh, I don't know. But that was just uh, this week in racing. That's this week in <laughs> racing. So you won't be seeing Danica Patrick anymore. Thank God. Hopefully. Because she was in Singapore. She did the interviews for qualifying and yeah. she asked like four questions to Charles Leclerc. And after like question three, like I feel like it lo the look on his face was like, shut up. <laughs> you know how fucking be hot quiet. it is here? Like I'm fucking drenched and you've been standing in a nice cool tent. <laughs> Leave me alone. Uh, okay. So yeah, that is uh, that is that wow. drama out of the way. We'll see. Hopefully if... we'll never have to talk about that. Yeah. We'll, hopefully it won't develop any further and that'll be it. So now on to singapore grand prix the big story red bull lost this mm -hmm. race and they weren't even close nope all weekend mm -hmm. and i think that's almost the perfect way that it happened i think yeah because uh if you asked i feel like both of us how will red bull lose I think it would have been something. Well, okay, I'll ask this. Uh -huh. Before Singapore, what did you think a Red Bull loss would have looked like? Oh, like a mechanical failure. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, like their car <laughs> got fucked up somehow or some crazy crash. But like even then it's like the crash idea was lost to me because the minute Max is in front of all the cars, he fucking goes away. So like it yeah. would have to he would have to crash because of a mechanical failure of something that I expected to be his fucking brakes. <laughs> no, but like, that's just like the most random thing. Yeah. Which I'm sure is fixable, but it's just like, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I imagine. A mechanical failure or like, uh, they're still the best, but we get this freak stroke of luck. Yeah, exactly. Red Bull lost because they were the eighth fastest team over the course of this entire weekend. Which is not what I expected. They showed up and just were bad. They were bad. They sucked. And I think that is the coolest thing ever. That's so nice. Like, I think that's like the one thing that you never really ever see it, but it's the one thing that's cool about F1 having like open development between all the teams mm -hmm. is that one day, no matter how good you are, you could just show up and be crap. And suck, yeah. Which and is why all the F1 drivers say to like, enjoy your winning now, enjoy your championships. Like 
enjoy it because like literally the next year, the next race, the next hour, it'll be gone. It'll be done. It could be gone. And Red Bull don't know why this happened really. Yeah. It's like assumed that it's because of the Singapore like circuit. Sure. Singapore is always like an interesting track because during the Mercedes dominance, this was their worst track. Yeah. They still won on it three years in a row one time. Yeah. But the heat killed the Mercedes car. Singapore's a very like it evens the playing field a little bit. It's it's a fun one to go to in the sense of like it's kind of a, a toss up of like, oh, what's gonna happen here? But yeah. This year I genuinely I was like going to Singapore, Max is gonna win. Yeah. Like I, I mean I was like he, he's gonna win qualifying and he's just gonna get in front. <laughs> you can't pass to Singapore. He's gonna he's gonna get like fucking thirty seconds ahead be able to do like four pit stops before the next person even comes close to the pit exit. And it's just like there and he just wins it all. That's what I figured. In the last episode, I said Red Bull could lose this race if they get stuck behind him in like a weird pit call. But that right. was the only way that I envisioned them doing it. Yeah. Even then Red Bull strategy is fucking, you know, a one because yeah. of Hannah. So the fact that it happened in this way was just insane to me. And, and, uh, I thought it was a fluke too, honestly. Like I, they didn't do well in practice, but like FP1, FP2, they were a little better. I still thought they were just going to get on pole yeah. until qualifying where they both got knocked out in Q2. Yeah. And of all people, fucking Liam Lawson was the guy <laughs> who knocked out Max Verstappen. I know. That was that was even better. I did not watch qualifying and I, I like regret not watching it now, but like seeing all the memes of Leon Lawson being the reason why neither Red Bull was in there was just insane. I'm not sad. No, I know we said, I know I said like, I know we said that like, Oh yeah, Red Bull just win them all. You might as well break the record while you're at it. But yeah. now that it's over, who cares? Who maybe, cares? maybe like I said earlier, like Red Bull doesn't know why this happened. I don't expect them to still be bad Japan, no. but maybe Maybe, maybe maybe something went horribly wrong. Maybe it'll give the the other teams a little bit more confidence now, though. Maybe it'll give them a little a little shred of hope that they'll like actually push. It's like, hey, we can beat these guys. We now. can do it now. And uh, before we jump into Carlos Sainz, I just want to say though, Red Bull did lose, but I could totally see them winning this race if a few things went differently. Mm-hmm. I think had there not been a safety car for Logan Sargent, yeah. Red Bull thinks they would have won had yeah. that not happened. Had there been a full safety car where there was a virtual safety car in the second and a half, yep. I think Max Verstappen would have won this race because he fucking tore. He caught up Charles Leclerc like 17 seconds in the last oh, three yeah. laps. So he's fucking flying. So I think uh, there we got lucky still. If all of the circumstances happened at a different track, Red Bull probably would have won. But it was just like one of those like perfect storms where it was like everything happened at the right time, at the right track for them to lose, basically. So yeah. And despite the fact that we just said Red Bull sucked, you know, <laughs> you might be wondering like if you don't watch F one, how how can you say Red Bull sucked, but they still almost would have won? Yeah. That's just because That's it's just fucking it Max Verstappen, okay? Yep. Max Verstappen took the eighth fastest car all weekend and finished fucking fifth. So yeah. That's it's how it is. still the same guy, you know? Like, it's still... We got lucky here, but I don't expect that to happen again. Yep, exactly. And now, on to the driver that did win, Carlos Sainz. Carlos Chili Pepper Sainz. And Ferrari oh. were the ones to break the record. Which I'm I so happy it was did him. not expect. I'm so happy it was him. Honestly, like 
I love Charles and like, I feel bad for him sometimes. Cause it's just like, you know, it is like the children's book. It's the very yeah. terrible, no bad, good day, whatever for him all the time. But like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah, Carlos. Like say fuck you to the Ferrari pit wall to be like, I'm not, I'm not your second driver. I could be your first driver. And he's, he's showed up twice now. Monza and here. He's like, I'm showing up. I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he's, I was really glad watching qualifying. I was, I was praying that Charles Leclerc wouldn't get the pole. Yeah. Because I've seen Charles Leclerc fail to convert a pole position into a win <laughs> yes. so many times. It's like, it's like, come on, dude. Give me something else, you know? I only do that so many times. And so, yeah, Carlos Sainz. And I, I think this is his best race ever. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you guys are like, duh. But like Carlos Sainz's first win last year in the British Grand Prix, I don't think that was his best race ever. I think he got no. lucky. Yeah. Um, this was his hands down best race ever. Best racing I've ever seen him done. Cause he handled the strategy change basically like four times because yeah. there was constantly like, we're trying to do this and then a safety car and then a virtual safety car. Mm-hmm. But I think the real thing and the thing that really made this race, cause we haven't reviewed it yet, but it was actually kind of fucking boring. Yeah. The thing that made this race was at the end when we got a virtual safety car Esteban Ocon, whatever. Mercedes pit, fresh medium tires. Yeah. Mercedes had the strategy for this race. Yes. They because did. they saved medium tires from practice and qualifying. Yeah. No one else had a set of mediums. Yeah. Only they only had softs, which wouldn't have made it to the end, I don't think. No. So Mercedes, both George Russell and Lewis Hamilton were fucking charging. Yep. And they dispersed so easily of fucking Charles Leclerc. And I thought they had it in the fucking bag, you know? Oh, like, yeah. I thought there's, even though passing is difficult, Max Verstappen was still passing people. In the yeah, he, he still did it. And then Carlos Sainz uses his bromance partner, Lando Norris, as, Carlando. A, as a pick and yes. purposefully gives him DRS to help block him. And to use that car as a defense against Mercedes and it worked and I I don't think anyone else could have would have done that it goes it goes you know like Elon Musk Albert Einstein Carlos Sainz is like (laughs) (laughs) master level of thinking the biggest brain ever biggest brain ever like when I heard that radio message of like Carlos like Lando is 0.8 behind you and he's like that's on purpose like he knew what the fuck he was doing like he was thinking, he was, he, everybody out there was driving for Formula One. Carlos Sainz was playing chess. <laughs> yeah. He was out there like he knew what he was doing. They that were was, playing chess. He was playing checkers. Literally. <laughs> like he knew it was so good because I became a Carlos Sainz fan when he was still with McLaren and I love Carlos Sainz and Lando together. They were such a great pair at McLaren as like bros. And then when he left to go to Ferrari, it was really sad. And they're still good friends. It's so like for that to happen, that was just like amazing. And then that gave Lando his best finish in Formula One ever too as well. So it's like, ah, oh, love it. I was so happy to see so that. So happy. So happy to see that. That was I, like the best podium that could that could have ever been. Yeah. Those two. At first when Mercedes were charging, I was like, man, if they just get there and are stuck, yeah. that's going to suck. Like it's, mm-hmm. but they got stuck, but like. It was intent, like it was a defensive maneuver. Like they didn't get stuck because it's hard to pass. They got stuck. It is hard to pass, but they got stuck because they couldn't even get strategy. They got outraced. Yeah, which was great. And uh, I, I think that hands down has to be the best 
drive of the season. Oh, like yeah. Carlos, like Max Verstappen's won all these races. It's just because he's fucking fast, you know? Right. It's just because they're so fast right now. Yeah. He didn't have to fight for any of them, I don't think. No, he didn't have to, you know, defensive, like, you know, maneuver his way and, you know, keep fighting throughout the race. Like, I think, I think, yes, there was obviously, you know, really boring parts of the race where we're just like, all right, another lap and another lap. And he was still in the front. But like those last like 10, 15 laps, like that was like, oh, it was so good. Like that was formula racing. Yeah, Yeah, that was so. And to have the top four cars all there is really cool. Oh my God. So the last, the last 20 laps did, did save this race. I think. Um, And uh, I actually like, I went, I watched the Sky Sports commentary, obviously. Right. But I went back and listened to the F1 TV guys. Oh, okay. Because I was curious about their, their, when they figured out like what Carlos Sainz was doing. Because at first in Sky Sports, Carlos Sainz radio message is like, give me the gap to Lando. And they're both like, that's not the guy you should be worried about, Carlos. I thought they Mercedes, yeah. And, but the Sky, but the F1 TV, they're very smart. Yeah. I think their converse, I think their commentary isn't always great. It's a little boring sometimes. Right. But as soon as that first radio message, I think Jolian Palmer's like, he's, he's going to use, he's going to make a DRS train. Like he's going to try and use Lando Norris as like a pick or whatever. He and picked it's it like, up so fast. It's like, uh, I, I like that about F1 TV. You, you know? get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Thank you, everyone, for keeping it together. Valtteri Bottas, yeah. I think, had a mechanical failure right at the end there. Yeah. Alex Albon spun out. Thank you guys for not binning it and letting this race finish. Finish. And not end yeah. under a safety car. Because that would have been like, That'd oh, been Carlos like, Sainz won, you know. But, but like, under a safety car. No, this was this was the perfect finish for him. And then, like, also, the the insanity of that last lap of just George going straight off and just crashing. <laughs> I was just yelling. I was like, oh no. And I felt I felt like bad for him. I was like, no. I was like, oh, poor George. God, that sucks. <laughs> and then Carlos is winning. I was just like, that was also like, wow. What a turn of events. Yeah, because even the Mercedes were kind of fighting a little bit like they at were. the end there. It's like- uh, Even Hamilton was like, um, I'm going faster. <laughs> But like, tell George to speed it up. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was crazy. Lando Norris almost did the same thing too. Yeah, it's uh George Russell. I think cried at like there's interviews where he's like, yeah, near tears for that. It just shows you the the opportunity you got to take it, and if you don't get it, that's yeah. their season. That could be the only chance Mercedes has at winning this year, basically. And oh, yeah, that is like so perfect i think the end of this race yeah that was like the best and then yeah that was just like the whole like finish of it all like it just felt so satisfying like you know like at the end of every one of these races where max wins it's very like hollow and you're just like okay here we go again like this was like a very satisfying finish like i remember going through the rest of my day being like yeah yeah like that was so good i legitimately like felt different like when you see carlos Sainz going off the final turn and yeah. like winning and like knowing yeah. that like that all just happened. That oh, yeah. was like, a, oh my, like, thank God yeah. Red Bull didn't just lose in the most boring, boring fashion way. ever. Also, I think Lando did hit the wall during the cooldown lap. I think I remember hearing He hit the wall 
on the same like, lap George Russell did. He was like, oh, I hit the wall. And they were like, get, <laughs> bring the car home, bring the car home. Like, just, just get it home. Like, the, the one, two, and three, they were just so excited. Like, and hearing, finally hearing a radio message where they're like, P1 or P2. And like, they're like, yeah, like yelling, like actually excited for once instead of the last couple races which have been like, great race, guys. Good job. Let's pack it up. You know, takes everybody back home. Like, actually like a true, like, yeah radio message that, that just gave me chills i was like yeah. yes and i like ferrari when they don't fuck it up fuck it up yeah they did it right this time basically yeah. by doing nothing i think i think um, they just kind of like left everybody alone like yeah. they just kind of like did their own thing but that that is a that drive by carlos Sainz. that is a ferrari drive like that is what yep. they all should be yes and that was just definitely incredible i don't think charlotte claire would have done that no. No offense, Charles, but like they did kind of sacrifice him <laughs> as as George said. So that there. is like uh that's an interesting dynamic, I think. Um the it would have maybe been interesting to see how this race played out had there not been a safety car. Yeah. Because the whole first twenty laps, the whole field was all bunched together. For a while. They were yeah. all on different strategies and all saving tires. Charles Leclerc, like after the race, said that like our strategy was originally like I was behind Carlos and I was supposed to create a gap between us mm-hmm. so that I could pit first and then he could pit after and still come out ahead of me. Yeah. Like that's what we were trying to do. Right. And it bunched everybody up and it created this very weird thing where even if you were in the lead, if you pitted, you would come out last. And that never yeah. happens. It was bad. And it would it would have been interesting to see how the race played out had all those strategies mm-hmm. happened. But because the safety car happened, which by the way was the dumbest safety it's car so ever. So stupid. Yuki and, wasn't even <laughs> on the track. Like I think it was Logan Sargent. Oh, JK. Who, the um Logan Sargent <laughs> broke his front wing or whatever. Oh yeah. I don't even think that would need oh, to yeah, be a, yeah. a double like, wave. Yuki Sonoda like did the... go off the track though. You're you're right about that. Yeah. But that his was weird because it was like green flag, yellow flag, green flag, yeah. yellow flag. They're like, wait, we don't know. But yeah, I remember Logan's first shot. It was, he was like dragging his fucking front wing. They never he showed made it back to the pit. They never showed a lot of debris there. So no, I saw maybe a video of one, but they also didn't show what happened. I don't remember what he happened. Just, I think he just went straight wall. into the wall oh, yeah. or something. Didn't need to be a safety car, but whatever it has. I'm not going to fucking complain about that because yeah. it still gave us the result. So, but. It ended up that that 20 laps kind of didn't mean anything because yeah. we got that. Liam Lawson got ninth. Great job. Great drive by Liam Lawson. Great job. I know, I know I talk shit about these F2 guys, but I'm pretty easily impressed when they do show up. When and they actually just do, get, like, get something good yeah. for once. So Liam Lawson in his third start in probably one of the hardest races of the season besides Monaco finishes ninth. Hell yeah. And he was disappointed. He yeah. said... I fucked up. I'm sorry, guys. On already, the team already radio. In the, already in the mindset of a Formula One Because he missed the start or whatever. And it's like... I feel like Alpha Tauri is like... I don't think they're regretting their Daniel Ricciardo decision, but I think they're regretting their uh, Nick DeVries decision. <laughs> yeah. Like, at the at the end of last year, they should have been like, man, we should have done Liam Lawson <laughs> instead. Like, what the fuck? But I'm like, Liam, do you... You know that's the best finish that this car has had so far, <laughs> All right? season, yeah. And I think they brought a bunch of upgrades, so I feel a little bad for Yuki Sonoda, who was out on lap one and didn't get to do anything with it. I I argue that he probably could have made it back to the pits. Like, they were saying that, like, it was a puncture. Yeah. Like, that he probably could have made it back, but I think... I don't know what happened there. That was... 
very strange in my mind, but the rumors are looking like it's going to be Yuki Tsunoda and Daniel Ricardo next okay. year, despite what Liam Lawson has done. That is what I'm hearing. They can't put I, I all think, their eggs in one basket. I think yeah. they're going to announce it this weekend, honestly, because oh, Yuki Tsunoda sure. is, I mean, Japanese, Japanese Grand Prix. Yeah. Uh, so I think that announcement is going to happen. Liam Lawson's done a great job, though. And so I, I like he's still technically an underdog. I like the underdog stories. That was a great drive. Yeah. I'm glad. Even though Alex Albon, my new favorite driver, <laughs> he had to get wrecked. So that happened, basically. Yeah. You know what? There there uh, will be other days. Exactly. There are other days for Alex Albon. He's not going anywhere. So that was really cool. That pit stop for that uh, virtual safety car for Charles, that double stack, that was what did him over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they... That, they fucked him for that. Oh, they I held him for too long. Oh, yeah. I think he was... Not too long, but I think because of the reason because that they... Of, because they were all stacked up and then everybody pitted, there was too many people in the pit lane, they had to put Carlos through first and then when they got to Charles, they had to hold him for like two cars going by and then Charles got out. Yeah. So... That was what I think did him over, but I'm glad Charles Leclerc still finished ahead of Max Verstappen. Yeah. So it it would have been interesting. I wonder how this race would have been if Charles Leclerc was the car behind. Yeah. Carlos like if he would have qualified like a little bit better. It probably would have been the same. Like you'd think a teammate would That's the defend most political, Carlos Sainz. That's the most political answer that you could give, Noel, you know? As as the Ferrari PR team would say, we don't have team orders. Uh, uh, and the only other driver that I think is worth talking about is Joe Guan Yu because it's the silly season. Yep. He's driving for Alfa Romeo, or he's driving for that team next year. They decided to sign him. Okay. However, I saw a tweet and it was attached to an article that was in a different language, so I couldn't <laughs> read it, but the tweet was in English and sure. it said that part of the reason that they did this was because Alfa Something to do with Alfa Romeo in China, and they like wanted to like bolster that, keep that tie. You know, interesting. But the thing that it's like a Nikita Mazepin reason. The thing that doesn't make sense to me is Alfa Romeo. That team is going to be called Sauber next year. Yeah, Alfa Romeo is sponsoring Haas next year. Oh, okay. So Zhou Guanyu signing for. What is going to be Sauber next year? I don't think is going to help Alfa Romeo. Doesn't make sense. So yeah. maybe that's not the case. Maybe that article is full of it. <laughs> They're just trying to put something out there. But if that's the reason, there are better reasons. Like I think Joe Guan Yu's done good enough to warrant that seat. You know? Sure. I, I'll give him one more season. Like I said, three years. Three years yeah. is like my max for rookies. You know, yeah. after your third year, it's like if you don't got that shit figured out. <laughs> GTFO. Yeah. Um, I think um one one thing that like I, I don't think he's a bad driver, but one of the rumors was that I'll just call it Sauber, they were trying to get Nico Hulkenberg and Gunther Steiner like blocked that. Oh, he's like, I'm weird. not gonna let that happen. But okay. like I know he's not are a bad driver. Are both Haas drivers locked in for next year? I think yeah, they yeah. are, yeah. So before he was signed, he must have been on a one year for Haas or something. Or so it's just Alpha Tauri and Williams. Williams now, yeah. Damn, what a boring silly season <laughs> for us. <laughs> and we kind of know. I I think Logan Sargent is probably going to be a shoe in for yeah, Williams too. I, I think they're so, just trying to like egg him on a little so bit. So I, I think this better. is going to be the first time 
Daniel Ricardo will technically be the new driver at the beginning of the season, but this will be the first time where basically the seats are all the fucking same. Yeah. Like if, if he comes back, all the seats in Abu Dhabi will, all the seats in Bahrain will be the same as they were in Abu Dhabi. Like it's, yeah. I don't think that's ever happened before. Well, unless something happens over the winter break. The one thing I have to say about this Nico Hulkenberg thing though, is like, he's got good stats, but like, why does everybody want him? Like, I don't think like, he's what been is that he so desirable. Like he, he, obviously I can't see all everything that they see. Unless you're my dad. My dad thinks he's the most attractive F1 driver on the grid right now. So if that's it, then yeah, I guess, you know, I guess yeah. maybe, I don't know if I'd agree with that, but, but, yeah, but um, we haven't done our most attractive driver ranking yet. We'll have to do that sometime soon since we got the fan fiction out mm -hmm. of the way. Yeah. Um, that's now the most, the longly anticipated episode, but yeah. I, I just don't know why so many teams are fighting for him. I guess it's Alfa Romeo and they're ninth and they just want a solid driver who will bring it home. But like, yeah. He's still like he's driven for fucking everybody. Literally. Everybody has sort of had a piece of the Nico Hulkenberg pie. Literally. <laughs> Literally. So Alfa Romeo already had it in like 2013. Like you already had that fucking guy. So yeah. can't have seconds. I don't know. I don't know. Just it's curious that Nico Hulkenberg keeps coming up in this. Oh, we want this guy. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's probably going to be no rookies next year. So. Oh, my God. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway. Next race is Japan. One of my favorite races of the year. Because I like Suzuka and it's on at 1 a.m. Which I'm Noel's favorite. pretty excited about. <laughs> Except I didn't fucking see it last year because it fucking rained for three hours. And yeah. Whatever. Um, and I don't have to work the next day. Thanks, Delaney. You're welcome. <laughs> I think Red Bull will win. I don't think Lightning will strike twice. It never does. And uh, Never say never. It's just to be real say. Never yeah. say no. Wait, that was Jada Smith. Never say never. And Justin Bieber is both of them. It's my destiny. It's great. I will fight till forever. Yeah, it's like it's like this Justin Bieber, like black and white. Hoodie. I think I lived in Maine when that song came out. Japanese Grand Prix. I'm excited for it. Sebastian Vettel is saving the bees or something like that. Oh, that like was that. so cute. That <laughs> video was so cute that I saw today. Everybody was there. They were all like, why the fuck are we here? Like, I saw like Alex and Logan like painting something on the thing and I was like, go something, go get like some supplies or something. And Logan's like, what do you want me to get me? Like, I don't, what do you want me? He's like, I don't know. Go look like you're doing something. Like they all painted stuff. And I saw a tweet that was like, thank God they're F1 drivers and not artists. Oh my because God. Some of them yeah. were just a little bit a little bad, crazy, but yeah, Sebastian Vettel is in that's his around. race yeah so of course it's gonna be there. honestly it's kind of crazy because if we waited two hours we would practice one would start for japan yeah that's how fucking close we are to the race starting right now so basically it's uh you know it's cool i'm excited for it yep. i'm sure it'll be something i'm it'll be something to I see i have no idea what it'll be like so we'll see um, we, we haven't we have we'll have to see how practices go and then, uh, then I can give my, my guess, but usually I don't, I don't try to guess before the practices anymore because you really can't tell. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I think it for this episode. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening as always subscribe to us. I forgot to say this in the beginning. Yeah. Follow us on our TikToks and our Instagrams and our YouTubes and all we only that have stuff. have one of each of those. 
don't let Noel's Midwestern <laughs> accent of adding S's on the end of everything. We only have one Instagram, one TikTok, and one YouTube. Follow our Jimmy Johns. Jimmy Johns. Uh, that's not on this occasion. Yes. Thank you guys for listening, Thank and we'll you. see you in the next one. Hi, Grandma. Arigato, Mr. Robot. See you in Japan. <laughs>